Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari. Happy Tuesday, and we are off and running to a nice, peaceful week energetically. I am, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm better now, even though I'll be clearing my throat a little bit, but that's just because I had some extra cold um, ice tea before I got on the call. I'm all better, so thanks for the emails and for the concern. I'm, I'm fine. And I am enjoying a nice, quiet, peaceful, energetic week. Famous last words. It's almost like you don't want to say it, right? The only reason why I'm saying it is that um, we don't have anything so massive going on that your manifestations and all of your energetic work will be uh, slowed down or blocked. This is a time to really dig in and get the job done, you know, really just Put the pedal to the metal if you are not doing anything, okay? Now, today I know we talk a lot about um, all the things, all the procrastination and not getting started and not doing this and not doing that. So that's one set of people. But then there are the other kind of the overachievers who are doing all kinds of stuff and uh, kind of spinning their wheels. So today, this show is for you guys. Um, And... There, we're going to talk about when last is more and how to allow things to actually come to you without getting in the way. And what, what happens is, um, historically, we've all been taught how to pray, right? We've all been taught how to ask. The whole world revolves around how to ask, how to ask, how to ask, how to plead, how to bargain, uh, how to cast, you know, how to negotiate with uh, with God or you know, whatever powers would be that the God of your understanding. And, um, and so we stay very much in asking mode and hoping and waiting and asking and hoping and waiting and asking and hoping and waiting. And that's very far from the energy of allowing. So today we're going to talk about um, how to actively allow things to come forward. And uh, it's very different than just giving up and sitting and doing absolutely nothing. Um, it's also very different than trying to do everything and leave no stone. It's its own special category. So we're going to get into that in a few minutes. I just wanted to give two announcements, though. First is if you'd like to call in and ask a question, you can do so by calling 917-889-2626. 917-889-2626. So if you're not already on the phone, I know that a lot of you are listening on the webcast. You can certainly do that, and uh, Sam will be happy to get you in the queue to ask a question. And um, and then our second announcement is that our registration for our course, our new telecourse, opens tomorrow. And I'll be finishing up the, the uh, email, and it'll go out late tonight, uh, probably either late tonight or by midday tomorrow. It depends on how tired I get tonight and how far I get. And we will be doing... Uh, our second wind. It's called Second Wind, and it's going to be all about generating your energy and getting your manifesting moving even on, on things that you would like a second chance on. So if you kind of felt like you've given up, if you felt like you needed, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of tired of things not working, um, this is the class for you. It's going to, we're going to really jumpstart you and do a lot of parallel work, a lot of electromagnetic field work, um, uh, you know, some really advanced manifesting techniques that, you know, I don't teach on radio shows and, and telesummits and things like that. We're going to really dive deep. And 
The two nice things about this class, it's going to be four weeks. It's going to be via telephone or on the Internet. You can take it online or, or um, Skype or phone. And they'll be replays, so you'll be able to take it even if you're in one of our international time zones. It's going to be on Wednesdays at uh, 12, no, I think Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific time. It might be 11.30 a.m. Pacific time. That's what it is. And um, and so it will be an hour for four weeks. And we will have replays. So like I said, you can, you know, you'll be able to download those and take those at your own pace. And then also we have two bonuses. There will be bonus pricing because we'll do a, a, an early bird registration uh, that will start tomorrow probably for three to four days. And then um, so there will be a, a discounted price for those who register like by Sunday of this weekend. And then also the first five to register will get a free half-hour private session with me. So that's the first five to register will get a free half-hour private session um, to talk to me one-on-one -on -one about whatever it is that you're trying to get your second wind on. Those are extremely valuable. We get a lot done in a half hour. And um, I have a whole coach of people who, who uh, really enjoy the private session. So that will give you a taste of what that's like. And also, anyone who takes our second wind course, the third thing that's great about this course is it's a prerequisite to come to our summit by the sea here in La Jolla in June. So uh, that is our in-person three-day retreat here. Um, we go, we're going to be down in the ocean and doing a lot of uh, energy vortex work on the cliffs and all kinds of new avant-garde in-person practices and techniques. Um, we work a lot on, you know, again, advanced manifesting pro uh, practices and whatnot. So in order to be eligible to participate in that, uh, we need you to have some, you know, basics under your belt so that when you come, you can really get the most out of your signature. So that's going to be June 8th, 9th, and 10th, I believe, that weekend. Um, uh, so it's like the second weekend in June, and that's here in La Jolla, California. So all of this is, you know, pending on <laughs> those who uh, have taken our second one course or who are already in our coaching program, et cetera, et cetera. But this class, if you take this class, then you're eligible to come to that. So if you're going to be in the area or if you'd like to come to the area and meet me in person, uh, I would love to meet you. So uh, I'm really excited about that. Take a look at your inbox tonight or tomorrow. Okay, you'll see that email and jump on board. I would love to have you in the class, and, and I think you'll get a lot of um, – a lot of momentum and uh, and a lot more understanding than what we can get done on these uh, on the radio shows. All right, so I think that's it for announcements, at least of what I can think of right now. Let's talk about the art of allowance and um, and just really where this all comes from. So ever since we, you know, the secret came out back in uh, 2005 when a lot of people jumped on board. I know a lot of you have been doing this kind of work even before that. I certainly have. But that seemed to be the turning point. There have been so many people who have come out with, you know, manifesting programs and law of attraction programs and all different types of things with, um, you know, with all kinds of steps, all kinds of things to do. And one of the things that people get really freaked out about is visualizing and um, thinking that the visualizing is actually uh, creating what it is they want and that they have to keep doing all of these different tasks over and over and over again in the sense of um, kind of running around like with, with a frenetic energy to it, not a methodical approach to it. And what that does is it creates a lot of hidden blocks. And if you found that you feel like you have been running around doing all of these steps and, you know, trying to visualize and meditate and do all these different things, and things aren't coming to fruition for you, a lot of times it's because you're missing the other piece, and that's the allowing piece. So when you are doing all of your various manifesting practices, like um, setting your intentions, affirmations, visualizations, uh, creating vision boards, 
uh, doing mind movies, um, you know, acting as if you already have these things, uh, doing, you know, all sorts of steps, listening to all kinds of shows, trying to, um, you know, kind of grab as much information from as many different places as you can. What that does is you, you're in a state of asking. And, and that's fine because you're setting intentions and you're doing the first half of the process. Now, what happens is, um, and I'm trying to, I'm getting a, a little bit of a channel here, but I'm trying to organize everything that, that's coming in because they're showing me a lot of different things all at one time. They're very excited about this topic, the guys, that's who I'm talking about. <laughs> the guys and angels are very, very excited about this topic. So, so you go through all those different steps and you're asking and they get it. They absolutely get it <laughs> that your prayers have been heard, okay? And also you're praying on top of everything else. Just in case this manifesting thing doesn't work, make sure you go, you know, you make sure you go and you pray too, and, you know, because you really want whatever it is you're asking for. Just like conversation, you can't have two people talking at the same time, right? So if you want to have a constructive conversation. So if you're constantly asking and asking and asking, but you never get silent and allow, you won't be able to really get very far. Now, when I say allow, what am I talking about? Allowing what? So you might jump right to allow the thing that you want to come through, the relationship, the new car, the weight loss, the new house, the job, the money, the windfall, whatever it is you're looking for. It's not just that, okay, that you're allowing it. In between, you're asking and, and you getting what you're asking for. There's two steps. One is divinely guided action steps for you to take because that's what, when they talk about co-creating with your frequency, okay, and I know they say co-creating with the universe or whatever, but I, I like to say co-creating with your frequency. What you're doing is there are steps you're going to need to take. And as you take those steps, then another step will be revealed. If you are not intuitively fluent, if you're not into, you know, paying attention to your intuition, and that's a skill that really, really, really needs to be developed quite well for your manifesting to go quicker. If you're not, if you're not getting your messages through your intuition, you're not going to know what steps to actually take. And if you have not, if you have a weak intuitive muscle where you're not practicing in, you know, your intuition stuff so that you can get clear messages and really trust them, know them, and act on them. What happens is your mental mind takes over. And as soon as you come up out of that visualization session or that meditation session, you go immediately into how do I get this done? When is this going to happen? If you find that you're saying, how am I going to get this done? When, am I get, when this is going to happen? When is it going to happen? How am I going to get it done? When is it going to happen? How am I going to get done? When is it going to happen? You're not in the manifesting energy at all. You're in the tasking energy of muggle world. Okay, you're not using the magic stuff. You're using the muggle stuff. You're using the basic goal setting, you know, no pain, no gain, beta consciousness. You are not tapping into that greater power. You're not tapping in, into the efficiencies of your manifesting abilities. Okay? The whole uh, mundane kind of uh, attack the goal and you know, massive action without any kind of application is extremely laborious and extremely inefficient. When you start to engage your energetic frequencies and your intuitive abilities and you combine the two and you start to put all of these dots together, you will find, if you're consistent, that things get much more efficient very, very quickly. Okay, because you get out of the way and you listen. And then you get your step to take, and you take it, and then you listen again, and then you get the next one. And sometimes you're going to get a, a, a download of several steps at once. Sometimes they'll skip huge steps. They'll give you, take you through what seems like a side door, and when you go through that side door, because you followed the energy, all of a sudden, poof, there it is. They took you up the side of the hill without, you know, they, they took you on the elevator. You didn't have to take the stairs. Okay? So learning how to allow and it's different than just sitting there waiting and like like with your hands closed looking around saying okay all right i hope you're coming you know when you do that 
you're actually in the art of repelling. Because when you sit down and you start to get sarcastic and play with this and say, oh, well, Mari said I have to allow. So I'm going to sit here and you start looking up at the ceiling like, okay, here I am. Where are you? You are putting yourself into a parallel of it's not here yet, of lack. You're literally pumping out lack energy, which is magnetic. So guess what? You get the answer. It's called nothing. <laughs> You're saying nothing's here. So guess what? Guess what matches your not, there's nothing here yet frequency. What matches the, your, quote, there's nothing here yet, unquote, frequency is more of there's nothing there yet because you just commanded that there's nothing here yet. So you want to kind of avoid the sarcasm as well. And we all do it. But every time you catch yourself doing that, uh, just know that you just sprayed raid, like, you know, the repellent on what you're desiring. So there's a nuances that slow you down. Okay, so when we're talking about allowance, we're not talking about sitting idly. Allowance is actually quite an active thing. Okay, because when you're allowing, you're listening. Just like you're listening to me now and you're listening probably, you know, if you're you might be multitasking, but a lot of you, you know, take notes and, and try to take action, you know, on on the stuff that we talk about. And so you're actively listening, right? You're, you're, you're thinking, you're applying it to situations in your life or situations that you see other people going through because a lot of people like to teach other people about this stuff so that they figure it out and put themselves. I would also suggest not doing that because then you water down your energy, but that's another show. <laughs> um, and, and so uh, allowing is quite active in the sense that you're doing active listening. You're listening to your intuitive senses. You're listening to know which step to take next. You're looking and you're paying attention to your, your observer. You're observing your own psyche and you're observing your circumstances. You're watching what's going on. And you're also paying very much close attention to your body and how your body feels because your body is your psychic antenna. Your body is going to let you know is this the right way to go or not the wrong way to go? How? You'll know it in your solar plexus, which is kind of like gut instinct. You could feel it in your heart chakra. When something is off, you feel it. Your body, as you get more advanced, especially when you hit that level of intuitive fluency, your body will uh, be very responsive. I can always tell. You know, it's funny because when I first started this stuff, um, I was very disconnected from my body. I wasn't really paying much attention. I was waiting for like my mind to click in and feel like it was right or wrong. But then I noticed that I would get goosebumps and that was like a positive thing or I would get like a whoosh feeling, this light feeling like, yes, here it is. Or I would get the opposite. I'd get a little thick sinking feeling or a little bit of nauseous feeling or a little bit of, you know, um, you know just a little bit of a, a twang. And I knew something was off. And even if I tried to talk myself out of it and say, nothing's off, nothing's off, oh, you're fine, and try to talk myself out of it, my body would be giving me those alarms. And sure enough, I was right. Happens every time. So you have to pay attention to your body. When you're in the art of allowance, when you're in that state of allowance, your body gets, gets the bullhorn, gets the, the, uh, the microphone. And your body will let you know mails in, you know, there's a message here for you because you'll get that sense of lightness or you'll get something and it'll just feel like a, kind of like a thought that just sort of drops in front of me like, oh, oh yeah, that's a good idea. And you go with it. You just know. There's like this feeling of knowing that you just, and that's when you sort of step back and say, okay, I've done the active part of this. I have done the vision boards and the, you know, whatever the process, manifesting process you're doing. Now I'm going to allow this to configure, okay? Allowing it to configure, yes, as you get more advanced or if it's something small that you're not too attached to or even sometimes something big that you really want, if you are in alignment with it, you're meaning you're emotionally and energetically, you know, in alignment with it and you're doing nothing to repel it, boom, it'll show up very quickly, okay? Most people have a lag time, though, as you're developing these skills. I know there's some in my advanced manifesting uh, mastermind that are getting very, very fast results because they've been working on it 
you know, for quite some time, and they, they're very, very diligent in their practice. And so they're getting more of that instantaneous. It's not taking them 20 and 30 and 40 and 100 days to manifest things. It's coming within, you know, days. Um, for myself, that included. But as you're learning, if you're starting out with this or you've been doing a lot of things that have kind of been getting in your way, uh, you, you'll have a slower, you might have some more lag time with things. So, this is, so, the, so the whole point of getting energetic education and the mentorships and the classes and all that is so that you get, you learn how to troubleshoot, how to understand these, these slight nuances that can really slow things down exponentially. Okay, so um, when you are, so you've done your ask activities, now you're going to go into your active allowance, which means that you're going to open up your intuitive senses, you're going to, instead of saying, I have to think about this, or I need to know what the answer is, you want to say, I need to get a, I want to perceive what's going on, okay? I want to sense, I want to, I want to feel, I want to sense this situation. I want to feel this out. Okay? Go more into the, using those words will help a lot because what that does is it shifts you into the intuitive aspects of yourself versus the mental um, and physical aspects of yourself. You really, the more you get into that, you know, alpha state of consciousness, which is a little bit, it's like kind of that um, altered state between waking and sleep, being awake and asleep. That's where all this stuff, this is where the intuitive energy sort of drops in. That's why it's great to get quiet. It's great to do meditation. It's great to even taking yoga or doing a methodical activity like running or walking, um, getting out in nature. Uh, you know, I know for some of you it's, you know, pretty heavy-duty winter going, stuff going on now. But, you know, once the weather breaks, you can get back outside um, even a lot of you go, like to go for walks in the winter. I know when I was in Jersey, I used to go to the beach during the, during the winter, and um, it was beautiful. I mean, cold, but it was definitely doable. Uh, and so but getting out in nature will help open up all of those energetic and intuitive receptors, okay? Receptivity is, is one of the hardest things, um, I think, for people to, uh, to master because uh, it, when you're quiet, a lot of times your mental mind starts to overwork, right? You start to, you, you start to uh, worry, right? You start to worry about the things that mental minds worry about, like, you know, timing and how fast and how long will this happen and will that happen. And you start to live off in the future. Or you start to revert back to the past. What happened in the past? Okay, well, all the way along, this could never happen for me. This could never happen for me. This could never happen for me. Oh, that didn't happen then. I thought it was going to happen. I did all this work. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. And what happens? And you now you're attached to the past. You're using the past to prove your current future. And there's no energy that can go around that. You know, I know that people try to humanize energy. What do I mean by that? We try to make the energy parental, because we're taught that in formal religion. Oh, if I'm just good, and they or they start to say, I had you know friends say, I don't know why I'm not getting what I want. I've suffered. I'm still suffering. Like suffrage makes creates the obligation of getting. You know, it should prove out that you're worthy, right? And where if you're focused on your suffering, you are programming for more suffering. There is just no way around it. That, that deliverance energy that you're seeking, which is really the energy of just being in alignment with what you want, that's what delivers it. If, if you are cluttering up that energy, that frequency, you're shutting that down and you are constantly justifying your current state of misery or why you should have what you should have, and why do they have it, I don't have it. Yeah, we call that comparing and competing. Um, or you get into that state of worry, you get into the state of fear, the, uh, the anxiety. You are literally sending magnetic waves of those frequencies out into the energy. And there is no energy that's going to go around all of that to get to you to prove to you that, you know, this works. It's, it's very literal. You're programming it, so it spits it back out as programmed. And that 
really is what happens. Now, does that mean that if you have a little worry, you're going to kill everything? No. But what it does mean is that if you find that you are worrying or you find you catch yourself preparing and competing or you catch yourself feeling a little fearful, all you have to do is revise it. Just say, okay, like, whoa, whoa, stop. Let me take a deep breath here. I know I was just comparing myself to that person, but what I'm going to do is just send blessings to that person. God bless them. <laughs> they got what they get. They have what they have, and guess what? Mine is on the way. It's, it's here. I'm, in, I'm focusing on alignment. You can even say, you know, to your own guides or your own higher self or your own angels, just say, you know, you can even assign a team of angels to help you. You can say, you know, I now call in a team of allowance angels. Angels help me to feel what allowance feels like. Okay. That's actually a very good way of praying. Um, it's funny that that would come up because I wasn't planning on saying that. I love those guides. So, yeah, you can pray for some interesting things. So you can pray to know what allowance feels like. Okay, because it's hard to kind of create. If you have a high, you know, high state of anxiety a lot, and or if you're trying to manifest something and you feel like you're in an emergency situation and you can't give up the anxiety around it because you you know you need this thing by this date you know oh my gosh oh my gosh I need to know I need to know you're calling psychics you're doing all this stuff you can ask for um you, there's a different way of praying so you could pray for support in uh, being able to align and allow that's I like that actually even better so scrap what I just said and say align and allow okay and you can ask for a band of alignment and allowance angels to support you. Angels can come in all shapes and sizes. You can assign them to come. And that, what you're doing is asking light beings to support you in this work. They're asking, and they're always available, but they can only help if you ask. I use it all the time. You know, and especially when I'm sort of in my own way, and I just don't really know how to fix it, and just say, you know what, um, you can ask for alignment and, and allowance angels. You can ask for clarity. Help me to know what I don't know, that if I know, well, we'll shift this stuff, right? Help me to know what I don't know. I also have done, especially in the way of relationships, and this works like a charm, like a charm. If you're obsessing on some crazy guy who's doing stupid things, okay, Uh, you can tell I've been through that, or girl, you know, anybody who's doing stupid things, (laughs) but it really is bugging you, like you can't get it spinning, you're spinning, right? And it's like... You, you, you want to text, but now you're at the point where you can't text anymore because it doesn't make any sense anymore, and you can't call because that doesn't even make sense. If the text doesn't make sense, the calling doesn't make sense either, and blowing up their house doesn't make sense either because that's a crime. So this is what you do. <coughs> Excuse me. You pray for divine detachment. Divine detachment is a beautiful thing because when you are... Um, in a spin like that, you are very much attached, attached to potentially rejection, feelings of rejection, feelings of abandonment, um, you know, all kinds of different spinning emotions. You're attached. You're attached to that person's lack of certain behavior or whatever behavior they're doing that you don't like. You're attached to um, your happiness being arrested because someone's behaving a different way than what you want, saying, I can't be happy until I know Till I have closure, till I have this conversation with this person, or till this person, you know, reaches out to me or whatever. But the bottom line is, you're arresting, your, you're putting your happiness on somebody else's behavior, which they always have free will. So that's kind of not a good place to anchor your happiness. So when you're when you're caught up in the spin and you're having an anxiety attack and you're going between, you know, all those things, and your head you're spinning out. Pray for divine detachment. And you just and there's a there's actually an archangel specifically for that called Archangel Jeremiel. Okay, or it's like Jeremy with the I L. So Jeremiel. And he's for um, balancing your emotions and asking for divine detachment. It's amazing. And I'll tell you what else is amazing about it. It works really fast. If you just take a few deep breaths and you just sit for like 10 minutes straight, and you just keep saying divine detachment, just give me divine detachment, just say that over and over again, and then shut up and stop saying anything and just sit there and, and allow, 
right? So you, you ask divine detachment, please, you know, surround yourself with the angels. I'll call an Archangel Jeremy. I'll ask for the divine detachment. And then, you know, you can do that for five minutes and then take five minutes to just in silence. And that silence is allowance. That silence is giving them the opportunity to talk to you. And they may speak to you in words or they may speak to you in light, meaning that you'll just start to feel better or you'll at least feel a sense of peace for the moment, okay? And the more you allow, you will, you know, and, and some people like to call it surrender. I don't like to call it surrender because your mental mind loses its mind over that. <laughs> I like to call it giving over, giving up. You're giving over, giving over to your higher self to just handle it. The other thing you can do, especially in the way of relationships when it comes to allowances, you can ask your higher self to speak to the other person's higher self and for them to handle it and to let you know what to do next. You know, instead of taking it all on, your mental mind cannot, can never figure anything out on its own. Your mental mind is not designed to figure it out. Your mental mind is designed to organize what you already know, what you've been exposed to, what you've seen other people exposed to. Okay. The original ideas, the new ideas come from your higher self and they're dropped down into your mental mind to be put into the mix. So whenever you're getting a new idea, an aha moment, or any of these things, just know it's coming from the higher self. So if you don't trust that the higher self exists, well, hello, any new idea you get is coming from that, In, including inspiration, including, you know, I think I want a new car. Oh, really? You think your mental mind came up with that? Nope. Your higher self came up with that. And it's, it's saying this is available. This is available in your frequency at this point. You know, uh, you might want to follow the breadcrumbs to this. Okay, start thinking about it. Even if it doesn't make uh, mental mind sense because it's not in a linear, it's not developing in a linear way. I feel like a whim or, you know, whatever. I don't know how I do that. I can't deal with a car note now. Forget it. Don't worry about that. If you're getting that hunch, Wow, you know, I think I think it is time to even just go sit in a car, in a new car. Yeah, I think that's that's about that time. Do it. Follow it. Follow it. You know, they say follow the yellow brick road. Follow it. Because and, and when you do follow it, okay, say you're driving along and something says, you know, I think it's time to go take a little test drive. And you'd say, you know what, okay, Saturday afternoon after I finish my errands, I'm going to go ahead and go over to a dealership of my favorite car. I'm going to go check it out. You know, take a test drive, get a brochure, get a connection with the salesperson, done. You know what you've just done? You've allowed. Because you've literally stepped into the parallel with by take, of having the new car by taking the first step because nobody buys a new car just poof, you know, okay, I have a new car and they sit in their chair and call somebody, okay, get me this new car. They, they go and they test drive it. They go and they check it out. They steal it. They sit in there. You've never, ever, ever seen it before. You've only seen it on the Internet. You're going to find a dealership to go test it, right? It's a natural part of the, the uh, action step. So if you get that hunch and, and you feel like, you know what? I think I am going to give myself permission. I'm, I'm going to get out of my way. I'm just going to follow the hunch. I'm going to follow that kind of breezy idea that I, I have. I'm going to get, I'm not going to linearize it. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know, if I do that, then I'm going to want it. And if I can't get it, then I'm going to be disappointed. So I'm not going to even look at it until I know it. No. When you start working with nonlinear energy, wait, I'm sorry, my microphone just came apart here. Okay. When you start working with nonlinear energy, then there's nonlinear processes to go after what it is you desire. Okay. Part of that is allowance. Now, when I say allowance, going for that test drive is that allowance. Absolutely. You're taking a divinely led action step. Okay. Because you got a hunch and you followed through on it. Okay. And you're stepping into the parallel of already having it. Because if you already have that car, at some point in that continuum, you've test-driven that car. You've connected with the salesperson. You've, you know, sorted out what you'd like and what, what aspects, you know, you want the sunroof or not and all the packages or whatever, right? So 
that's part of allowance. Now, once you get out of the car and the salesperson says, you know, how, you know, when do you want, think you want to think about purchasing something? You say, oh, I don't know. I'll, you know, I'll get back to you. I just want to start my, my process of um, sorting out what I want. So you go home. Don't start beating yourself up on the way home saying, oh, God, how am I going to do it? No, I'm sorry, I've got to get done. I've got to do no, you just say, okay, that's, that's good. That's good. Now I at least have the frequency of what it feels like. And whatever the high point of that test drive was, let that be your lead. So what do I mean? I, I remember before I left Jersey, I test drove um, a Range Rover Sport. I, was, I did not intend to go into that dealership and test drive that particular car but I had test-driven something else, and they, the guy, I said, nah, this is too much like a school bus. I don't think so. But I said, oh, you know, I think you need to try this other one. And um, so the, the car drove by me, and it had this sound of this engine. It was like, Vroom. and I'm not a big car person. Like, you know, my car, you know, I, I keep cars 10, 12 years because I, I don't really care about them all that much. But um, all of my male friends do. <laughs> so I'm always being alerted to, like, uh, you know, did you hear that? Listen to that engine, you know, all that. So I, I get it. But this particular thing, when this, this one of the other um, uh, salespeople was driving the, the Range Rover Sport, you know, kind of in front of me, he drove it past us while we we're standing in the parking lot. And the guy, my guy said to me, oh, good, one just came back from a test drive. You know, I'm going to go grab it. You can, you know, check it out. Well, when I heard that engine go by, you guys, oh, my God. I did, you know, I don't care about cars. literally don't care. And I'm like, I could feel my heartbeat. I started to get kind of choked up. I was like, what is going on? I've never felt like this about a car. And I got in this thing, and when I drove it, now, you know, like I said, my car is old. So I haven't been, and it's a nice car, but it's, you know, it's old. And so when I got in this thing, it was just like, I don't know, the suspension, everything. It was just, it was just, uh, just to die. And we drove for quite a while. And I remember him saying, okay, take a U-turn here. And I knew that we were about to head back to that dealership. And I literally got choked up. I didn't want to give him the car back. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You know, and it was one of those things where I just knew that my next car, when, I, when it was time, uh, you know, would be that at some point. At some point, it, when I was ready for a new car, it would be that. You know, and I made a different choice because I went and decided to move to California and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't get that car, not yet anyway. But the point is that I know when it is time, that would be amazing. That it would be something that it would, it would manifest so quickly when it is time because I felt the energy of it. And I can actually, to this day, still access and actually, that was a few years ago, and it's good I didn't get it because now they came out with a hybrid model, which makes more sense. But uh, So that sometimes happens too. Don't get discouraged. If you go through this and then all of a sudden there's a big lag because sometimes something else is configuring that will make more sense, right? So, But anyway, when you're in that test drive or that open house or whatever, you know, you go to the jewelry store and you check out the thing or you see somebody, you know, who has, you know, the body you want on the Internet or whatever it is, Take notice of the highest point of that interaction. Um, you know, what, what's the highest point? And make it something as visceral as you can. So something like, I can still feel the steering wheel on that particular car. I can feel the way the console, how far it was from where I was sitting, like how easy everything was to reach. And I can hear that engine. I can viscerally feel that engine in every cell. It was just one of those visceral experiences. That's just what it was. Right? I could say that same thing about certain, you know, beaches, certain artwork I've seen, different things, okay? And this doesn't require anything. But what you have to do is give yourself permission, okay, which is a great segue because – as part of the art of allowance, one of those things that's very, very important, one of the things that will hold you back from getting what you want and will hold you back for a really, 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 really long time, not giving yourself permission to have it. Looking for someone to give you approval other than yourself. 
looking for someone to tell you, you know, doing that light worker thing you want to do, oh, my goodness, you'll help so many people. Oh, we believe in you. Oh, you should open that massage studio. Oh, you should open that yoga studio. Oh, you should go do those readings. Oh, you should absolutely study manifesting. Oh, absolutely. You're waiting for that to happen from your family and your worst critics before you're willing to do it. Uh, you're not giving yourself permission. And, and guess what makes it happen versus not happen every single time? Is permission. You signing your own permission slip. If you're waiting for everybody else to be on board and to cheerlead you and to, you know, to pull out the pom-poms and say, go, 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 and you're watching, you know, the Olympics and you're seeing the parents on the sidelines, like Allie Raisman, the, uh, <laughs> the gymnast, and our parents are doing every back somersault with her in the audience and all that. Most people, people aren't like that. <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot of athletes that are not there that parents didn't even let them go to the 20th lesson because it costs too much money, you know. So there's a lot more people who aren't that enthusiastic about people's goals than who are. So just understand that you have to give yourself your own permission slip, okay. And if that thing keeps showing up for you and you keep feeling it, then you have to take your own risk and, and give yourself permission to go forward. And that is a major part. That's why we call it the art of allowance. That's a major part of this working. So being willing to give yourself exposure, like that's why you would go for the test drive, and giving yourself permission. Because if you go and you look at the Range Rover Sport and say, oh, but I can never justify this. Oh, man, you know, what would everybody say about me if I was driving such a fancy thing? You know, forget it. You're gonna, you, that's another boulder you just put in your way. It doesn't mean you can't ultimately get it at some point, but you're going to push it out. You're pushing it out. Really, I would say pretty much 100% of what you want is waiting for your permission. Absolutely. And sometimes this is very subtle. Remember that this, these things, you don't necessarily have to have a mother saying to you, you'll never have that. You always want too much. I don't know what's wrong with you, blah, blah, blah. You, know, you, you don't even have to have that. It can be something much more subtle than that. Okay? It can be something much more subtle. Where you go, you do the, you know, you hold the... the the thing you want in the store, whatever, you look at it and then you say, and you know you have the money and everything, and you just say, oh, I don't know, I don't think so. You know, and you're doing it from a place, not a place from emp- of empowerment, but a place of, you know, you just don't feel like, you, you know, you should or you're worthy or all that, okay? So that's, that's, you know, making a choice not to sign your own permission slip. That's the art of repelling, okay? So you have the art of allowance. And you have the art of repellent, okay? And uh, allowance is more fun to do that. Okay. So the other thing that we have when we're talking about allowance is um, magnetism. Okay? So you'll hear people talk about magnetic, being magnetic to your abundance, being in a, you know, a money magnet and all this. Magnetism. What does magnetism really mean? Well, magnetism comes from your emotion. Whatever emotion you generate is magnetic, and that's the carrier oil that brings whatever it is you desire back to you. So if you're going out there with really good intention, you know, I'm going to have this you know, outfit or that car or this relationship or that, you know, whatever that thing is, trip or whatever. And you're like, you know, you're very willful about it. That willful, you start to strong arm it, you know, and you're saying, I'm going to say this affirmation every day and I'm going to go after this, you know, I'm going to light this candle, I'm going to do all these steps and I do the vision board, I keep looking at it, I look at it 30 times a day and I do more is more, more is more. And you start going after it that way. You're doing that, you're getting overactive, which has an overactivity, has an undertone of fear. That if I don't do this all the way, I may not be able to get it. Or control. i got to wrangle this because I know I can only depend on myself at the end of the day. I know these, there's supposed to be all these angels and guides and everything, but so far I've never seen anything from them, so I have to wrangle it. Right? So you go back to that vision board. Or worry. Or anxiety. 
Again, we're comparing and competing. Oh, she got hers in two weeks. How come I didn't get mine now? Okay. Um, all of that creates negative magnetism. You're still magne- magnetically attracting, but you're magnetically attracting with the wrong frequency. So what you start to create when you have all of that going on is strain and strife and people, try, people proving out to you that it's impossible, you know, Somebody says, oh, yeah, those bills on that Range Rover Sport are a fortune. You know, instead of, <laughs> because you can meet the same person. You can meet two different people, depending on how you're magnetically sending that energy out. You could meet the person who says, fat chance you're going to get back, or that thing is so expensive. Oh, why would you even want to get, you know, get something else? And then, you know, the other person that's available is like, oh, I have one of those. It was the best decision I ever made. Oh, my goodness, you should go to my dealership. Oh, he gave us a great deal. You know, there are some hidden deals that he's, you know, he's got a surplus, I know, and you probably, because you know me, you know, you get a, you a discount. There's that too, right? Depending on where you are in your own frequency is what you will allow in. Okay, so all of this lamenting and, you know, sarcasm and protective pessimism and all of that magnetically sends that along with your requested intention. And that brings back whatever you're sending out emotionally, which is the magnetism part, is how it's going to come back. Okay? Uh, I'll never forget um, having a friend many, many years ago who was, had a big martyr complex. And um, she was very, very stressed out about money. And she was miserable pretty much all the time. And um, I was always trying to give her pep talks. That was back in the days when I did that, <laughs> and was really trying to, you know, fix it and help her and all. This. And she, and every day she'd have some sort of major calamity. And one day she, um, but she kept saying, "I'm going to, you know, manifest a windfall of money." And I was like, "Okay, you know, that's really good. I hope that you do." Blah blah blah. Well, yep. One day she was standing there waiting for the train. She got. She was legally blind, and she got into the train and um, or tried to get on the train and stumbled, and the door closed on her pants leg, and she got dragged by the train. And then somebody saw it happening, and she saw her fall, but she got injured very badly in that little time before they stopped the train and, you know, got her and figured it out. So she ended up being able to get settled with the train line and ended up getting, like, a payment out of $75,000, which was more money than she had seen in, like, 20 years in, in one self swoop. And, uh, you know, it, I always said from that point on when I saw that happen, and she did get her windfall, but she was always so negative and so – she had a major victim thing. Who's doing this to her and her kid or her kids, her husband or whatever. And so what happened – with that is, yeah, she put out tremendous amount of attention for making money, for bringing in money, but she also put out a very, very heavy energy when it came to her magnetism. So it came, but it came tainted. Okay, so I always say joyfully attract money, <laughs> joyfully bring in abundance in a healthy, safe, safe and healthy way. Okay, everybody stays alive. We don't, <laughs> you know, like that. You want to be clear. But you also want to be very aware that everything that you're thinking and doing counts. You know, people think, okay, well, I did that meditation in the morning, but I'm going to be miserable for the rest of the day. That doesn't count because I did the meditation. Then they blame the meditation for why things aren't happening. <laughs> it's like they blame the angels. And they're like, oh, my gosh. All right, no. Um, okay, so hopefully that, that makes sense to you. That feels um, right to you. Because it is right, actually. (laughs) And uh, it makes life a lot easier to start to recognize this stuff. So um, a couple of reasons why this works um, or why it it won't, why you might have some challenges with allowing. A couple of other things I just wrote down, and then I'm going to tell you a couple of tools to help yourself, you know, strengthen this ability. Um, two things. One is a lack of understanding of how things work, so we've already covered that. 
okay, and that, which is one of the reasons why people have a tr- hard time allowing because they get caught up in the swap. And I call the swap. The, what the swap is is they ask in a nonlinear way, like vision boards or they're setting their intentions or they go into their, you know, energetic fields or whatever. But then they start to try to wrangle it, this is a swap, with linear processes. Right, so you swap. You instead of following through all the way in a nonlinear way, like going into your your intuition and you know allowing things to come in in you know ways that you could never think of yourself, and and allowing yourself to give permission for things to show up, you know maybe easier than you could have ever imagined, and all that kind of thing. You switch immediately after the intention part. You get scared and you get attached, and you start trying to you know make it happen. Right, so that's the swap. That's when you get into the swamp, <laughs> which is the swamp of waiting, where it doesn't come to fruition because now you've kicked the energy out and switched your switch back over to Muggleville, where it's just like, you know, no pain, no gain, and all that, right? And having to work in a very linear, linear, linear way. So what you want to do, and that's that's why... Uh, it's very important to understand these processes and how to operate in a linear, fa- a non-linear fashion, all the way through. So you're going to ask in a non-linear way. You're going to allow it in in a non-linear way, and you're also going to judge it in a non-linear way, evaluate it in a non-linear way. So, for instance, um, if you, let's say, did uh, say, you know, get a kind of a a whim, it feels like a whim, but you kind of got a little download that it's time to start test driving cars, and then went and you decided to, you know what to your mental mind might feel like take the risk and what to your energetic self is a knowing, you know, it's time, let's go. You go and you test drive the thing and then um, you leave and then the sales guy calls you in a week and says, hey, you know what, we had somebody that ordered this car but um, ended up not being able to qualify for it and, you know, it's here and it's everything you wanted, thought I'd give you first dibs at it and, you know, because it was a, uh, you know, order whatever, we can give you this much off on blah, 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 because we need to move this along and make our quota for the year. You know, blah, 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 one of those things. And then all of a sudden you get, you know, uh, your credit union lets you know that you, you know, you're pre-qualified for whatever and it's the exact amount you need. And what, you know, it said, blah, 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 all that. <laughs> um, all those nonlinear synchronistic things start to happen. So you're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And you get that car home. And one of your friends comes over and says, whoa, look at what you, wow, wow, you know, you're, how'd you do that? Oh, man, you got, you, you got a lucky break. Oh, what a coincidence. What a coincidence that happened for you. And then you start to feel bad, like, oh, I didn't really manifest it. It was kind of like, you know, and you start to judge it from a linear perspective. That will kill your energy, too. Because here's the thing. Your guides, gods, angels, and everybody else, they want you to be successful in your manifesting. It actually helps them out a lot for you to be successful in whatever it is you want because your success inspires others to try, inspires others to get on their path to, to, to sort this out. And your success opens you up to having better communication, more trust, more knowing, and to manifest things for yourself more efficiently, which helps everybody. Because at the end of the day, when you're joyful, you put that, you resonate that out onto the energetic grid, and it helps thousands of people, even if they don't know you. Because your energetic resonance is so much higher. So if you have a tendency to throw a mean parental voice into your desires, Oh, you really shouldn't want that. Oh, you always want too much. What's wrong with you? Why do you not? Okay. Just know that the universe has nothing to do with that. (laughs) They They don't want, they're not, it's not parental. Your joy is the universal energy, your higher self, first priority. And all of this is to help you to get on board with your own joy. And when you do, that resonant energy gives everyone else permission to get on board as well. And can you imagine if you, if we all were like doing this on a full-time basis? So how, how things would flow so much better and we wouldn't need all this corruption because everybody thinks it's a limitation. 
Can you imagine how much less, less theft we'd have in the government and all these other things if everybody had a trust in knowing and how to, you know, get their own abundance without having to, like, money launder and collude and all kinds of things like that? Pretty interesting. So you can contribute to that in your own nonlinear way. And believe me, it, it absolutely counts. Um, a couple of ways to do this is to get out of superficial education, meaning that, you know, our con- I always go very deep on these radio shows. They're kind of like a, a full class, but um, it's not enough. It's not enough. You need, to, you need to step forward. You need to get to dig and go deeper into your energetic education. You need to invest in it like anything else. Get as much as you can. And, and preferably, you know, if you're going all over the place and get a little tidbit from this one, a little tidbit from that one, you're seeing a little inspirational quote on Instagram, and then you're spinning out, uh-huh, and then you're having a bad month and a bad six months, and then you finally just get so tired and you, you surrender and somebody, you know, somebody gives you another inspirational quote and you live off of that for three weeks, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to just spin. Okay? Really think about developing these skills all the way because life will get so much more efficient for you. And, you know, of course, happier and more joyful. Um, So getting yourself more education. Meditation helps a lot. Uh, Developing your intuitive fluency is one of the most important tools of any of this because if you can't figure out what those steps are by your own, if you're not intuitively aware, then you're not going to feel what those steps are that they're asking you to take, those nonlinear steps. So intuitive fluency. My book, The AHA Factor, is um, a whole primer on that. It teaches you everything you know, need to know. If you follow the steps in that book and you do the stuff in there, you'll become intuitively fluent, no question about that. And to practice, okay? Because the more you practice, the more it will prove itself out to you. Nobody can prove it to you. I can tell you all this, but I can't prove it to you. You have to prove it to yourself by putting into action and getting the results and then building off of those. Okay, and people call me up. They call me for readings and they say, oh, can you tell me exactly what's going to happen to me and what's this and how's this going to work out for me? Do you see money for me? I see it if you see it. If you don't see it, it doesn't matter if I see it. It really doesn't. Honest to God, it doesn't matter. Don't pay a whole lot of people a whole lot of money to tell you something's going to happen to you off in the future if you're not doing the work. If you're doing the work, then fine. You're getting you know, a ground person to help you with your energy to sort things out. That's fine. But if you're giving all your power away to somebody and your money too and saying, okay, what's he going to do next? What do you, you know, I mean, all that, you, you're wasting your money. You really are. Like, use it, use it to go take a class, <laughs> you know. Really, and you'll get much better results, and then you'll prove it out to yourself, and you'll have your own, own in you know, ingrained trunk of trust within yourself, and that will resonate for you. And then things also will start to, you know, like attracts like, so things will start to magnetically come to you, you know, as you go. Okay, as you go. All right. So I think we're going to end for today. Remember, tomorrow we open our registration for Second Wind. If you'd like to take the deep dive and, and get these processes in you know very workable and in-depth ways, then I would love to have you. And if you are even remotely interested in potentially coming to our Summit by the Sea, it would be a great thing for you to participate because then you'll be eligible. And uh, so just check your emails. You'll be getting a big notification in your email. And in the meantime, give these these practices a try. Let me know how it goes for you. And we will see you back here next week, same time, same place. And we will end with my motto, which is, you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And with care and attention, anything is possible. Take care. Have a good night.